So I just talking to All right, dear. Hello, I'm Nana. And if you enjoy listening to my sweethearts talk on this show, maybe tell a friend of yours. And maybe they can enjoy it, too. And if you would like to see this little show go a little bit further, maybe check out the Darlings Buy Me a Coffee account. All right. Okay, honey, you can go ahead with your flashlight thing now. Ladies, gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. You know why you're listening to it? Because you're not watching it. Anyways, tonight we're having a free-for-all. <laughs> Let you wrap your head around that doozy. Uh, free-for-alls are always fun. Sometimes there's alcohol involved. So uh, this is your... Always alcohol involved. That might not be a lie. Anyway. Um, you need the fuzzy I know, thing. I'm sitting here with a giant glass of wine, and I'm doing that thing where it's underneath me. Oh, there's a video for that. Yeah. Oh. It, just got, it just got real good. Did we just, did we just go into the pink? Well, I can say that I don't have any alcohol. So I'm I'm the good girl, I guess. I'm the good girl. Fucking teacher's pet. For once. Yep. <laughs> no, she's on pharmaceuticals. Yeah, she's upgraded to the farms. Oh, oh, she's having a... Uh, I'm just, I'm just too damn good, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I go for the high class stuff. Farm party for one. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm the high class fancy bitch. Yep, that's me. (laughs) I want to get one. We don't have time to list the farms that she's on. (laughs) No. No, it's only an hour long talk. And we don't like lists. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we decided to wing it tonight. Uh, we're kind of reformatting the podcast or at least trying to figure out how we're going to improve it so yeah um, if anybody has any suggestions feel free to hit us up on our yeah, twitter or our facebook page this, this is one of them free-for-alls where we just kind of talk and stuff it might you get know? weird or it might get awkward but it'll be a good time yeah here's your out <laughs> yeah you don't know if, if if you get offended we're warned can't say we didn't tell you See, you don't even have to put a mic in front of John. He's just there. <laughs> it's good times. Boom. So, what do you guys want for Christmas? Um, oh, I want a new house. Yeah, me too. Um, wait a minute. I'm still paying for last Christmas. Don't make me start thinking about next Christmas, okay? I'm still trying to deal with the bills from the previous one. Like, like, give me a break. All and, right? there, and there is still snow outside. Yeah. That one lonely patch of snow on our front lawn says... Well, that's because we're in the sun, so but, the guys across the street are getting I was, screwed. I was shocked when I drove down up here, and, and there's, y'all can and have there's the no snow, snow here. Because, seriously, at my place, there's like a foot and a half or more snow. Uh, it's amazing. That's because we have sun. We're not surrounded by the grossness of tall buildings all over the place that's blocking it. Well, I don't think the buildings are gross. They're really actually quite pretty. Yeah, but you live in Hamilton. Everything here is gross. I like Hamilton. Not everybody hates Hamilton, okay? The escarpment's pretty. <laughs> Thank God I live there. You know what? I live I live downtown, and I enjoy it. Yes, there are crappy areas, 
But you know what? I'm sorry. I lived in downtown bloody Brantford. The escarpment's haunted, but the escarpment's so, pretty. I'm sorry. After living in downtown Brantford, I can live flipping anywhere. Okay, but I felt safer taking a cab in Brantford than I do even going outside my front door here in Hamilton. And I don't think I ever saw anybody shoot up on a corner in Brantford. I might have been in the wrong part. part, part. Are you serious? I, looking out my window, I saw people get killed behind my apartment. Oh, cool. Well, Colleen, about four days ago, they found a DB over here. Yeah. No, like, I literally, well, there was, there was, uh, anyway, I won't go into it, but yeah, I saw people get killed right behind. There was some pretty interesting, but you know what? I still loved it. Oh, I you let me park back there? Well, it was on the other side of that. Oh. Great pivot. So, oh, I, I saw a dead body and I just. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> well, no, what? I didn't see. I just saw like the the you know like the uh, I'd hear the sirens and that. But you know what? I I enjoy like the downtown vibe and stuff. Yeah. So oh, I aside know. aside from like we... shooting hobos in a barrel as you're walking down the street because we... they're all eating out of garbage cans <laughs> and sleeping on subway. Grades. Well, we did say we were going to try to stay away from true crime, and yet here we are. I'm not talking dun, anything dun, about dun. crime. You mentioned the DV behind our house. No. Well, yeah. But. Actually, though, one of the cool things in Brantford was I lived right next to uh, a biker bar, rise. and it was it was a uh, like it was it was a really hardcore biker bar, uh, and I lived in an attendant care building, and the bikers took took charge of all of all of the people in the attendant care building. So we were all in wheelchairs. They put us under their protection. And they took they took care of us. Everybody in the downtown area knew not to mess with us because the bikers protected us. And in fact, I lived there when we had that big like four day blackout. And the bikers arranged that we got water, we got cold drinks, we got hot food, we got services. They brought food into us, drinks. They were unbelievably amazing. Helps to know the right people, doesn't it? Oh God, yeah, they were. They were so cool. They were I they were amazing. They I remember they would help me home with my groceries. They were so great. I could not say enough about them. They were so protective. They were it's awesome. Like guaranteed. And this is just, you know, call it first hand experience if you want. Bikers, cops in your neighborhood, no one's fucking with your shit. Because everybody knows it's a built in security system. Yeah. You hit them. They're going to hit back twice as hard and they're bringing all their buddies. Yeah. I have no idea. But yeah. but no, the biker the bikers were awesome. And the cops were. And, and the interesting thing is the bikers and the cops, we had a whole bunch of um, uh, police on bicycles. And the bikers and the police got along really well. I always laugh at it. It was. A lot of them are buddies. It's, it's it was. It was. A lot of them are actually. Yeah. They interact so much. Yeah. Buddies. And they got along it's, it's really just the well. Doing yeah. That's, just, that's their job. It it amazed me, but it was actually you know despite the fact it was such a rough and tumble neighborhood, I did enjoy it, and I it kind of gave me this whole. I, I like living downtown. I, I like the hubbub of it, I guess. So so I guess that's why downtown Hamilton doesn't bother me. I think that just makes me a country girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike could. Mike you can could. come and get it. Come and get it, son. Pow, pow. <laughs> You're so gonna might have to that. take that out because you peaked out so badly. <laughs> no, no, no. You're cut off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Not so the, the what? Yeah, werewolf hunting. What? 
Werewolf hunting. What is that when we hunt down really hairy people? Well, you see Coors Lighter known as silver bullets, and you need silver bullets to kill werewolves. So we're werewolf hunting. Yeah. So keep it down. It could be dangerous. Well, that is roundabout logic. If we're going werewolf hunting, I just want to know, can, like, we put you out front and, like, me and the girls, like, just kind of hide in the back and just, like, you know, somebody's got to die first. You're the biggest and the strongest, so. He's also the whitest. I'm also the host. (laughs) Progress, Matt. Some things need to change over time. I don't know. That depends. Are we talking about some really hot, cute? No, guy werewolf? This isn't, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> this isn't Twilight bullshit. <laughs> he took my. I've tank. been reading far too many romances. Okay, okay you're reading the wrong oh, kind of romances. You're borderline bestiality here. Oh, oh, That's no. bananas. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about bestiality. I'm just talking about like hot guys that are like not in werewolf, not in like wolf form. Jesus, or lady, keep it in your pants. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. It's okay for guys to do, but not girls. Not like seriously. I have yet to meet a guy who wishes to have sex with a female werewolf, even in her female human not form. No, 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 how not ever. Thank you. Yeah, well, there's okay, people for that. Okay, actually, but. unfortunately, I have met a guy who really, and I do not want to have sex with a guy, but there is, uh, with a guy in a wolf form, okay? It's just, <laughs> there is, you gotta admit, like, okay. I've known you for three decades, and now I'm disturbed by you. It's taken this to me no. for me to be disturbed no, by you? No, no, so, okay. So what kind of pharmaceuticals you got? Oh, bite me. It's, it's, you know what? It's the romance of it. You think about the... Of the um, pharmaceuticals? No, that's day rapes. <laughs> okay. For all the listeners, there is a beautiful look being given to Matt right now. Um... <laughs> Anyone who reads the romances or anything like that or watches like, let's say, um, oh, my God, I can't think of the name of the one. Oh, my God. I wanted to bring the comedy back. Vincent Michael Lucian. Oh, what is the name of the movie? You're the only one who knows. No, I'm not. I watched it. Interview with a vampire. Oh, God, no. But, you know, a lot of movies romanticize the werewolf. So it has nothing to do with the fact that it turns into this hairy beast. I've seen none of that anywhere. Yeah, but you don't watch that type of movie. No, because it's stupid. So, but a lot of movies do B-roll level, like, backdoor, like, filmed on a VHS. Like, what? Okay, Twilight did romanticize it, but Twilight is a horrible example because Twilight freaking sucked. Twilight, That's a horrible thing. Twilight's like the Taylor Swift of movies. Oh, nobody likes it. Oh, it's a oh joke. no, that's the Nickelback of movies oh, then, because right. there are people that likes Taylor Swift still. Yeah, but they're not educated. Yeah, but um, what the hell's theory of a dead? Don't man? come for me. That's like some buttery, low-fat spread. It's like I think oh, I'm Nickelback. Me. Sorry, I just burped in the microphone, and I'm not done yet. Okay, now I'm done. Excuse me, my bad. So, uh... Did you just, like, poo out of your mouth there? What was that? It was a Reverse burp. digestion. <laughs> Underworld! 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 That's the name of the movie. Okay. Underworld. Wasn't okay. that the Kevin Costner movie that bombed really No, bad? that's Waterworld. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Underworld, the whole Underworld franchise, like, there's a vampire, there's, there's a werewolf in it, a lichen, a lichen, named Lucien. And he is, he's really cute. He's really hot. He's very romanticized. And he's a guy the whole time. He's never a wolf. Okay? 
Wasn't Underworld about a chick? Yes, yes. The first Underworld, right, and but right, Underworld, right. Uh, Underworld. Um, Wasn't it in the same vein three. as Underworld Three? Was okay. was about Lucian, which was was Lycan. Wasn't it kind of like a spinoff, almost of like Blade in a way? It was kind of like that. It was about vampires and lichens. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It was really cool. Okay, was your romanticizing Hi, something as crazy as freaking werewolves? Why? Not? It totally makes sense why people romanticize about Ted Bundy. At least he looked decent until you knew what he did. Okay, so but, your distinction but, in the heat. Wait, it's, wait. It's, it's, no, my werewolf. distinction is this: it's fucked up. No matter which way you put it, it's complete bananas. The well, thing is, one's a movie, fantasy creature, and the other one's an actual person. Yeah, who and the people, thing is, is so. that in the crazy. no, but you in might the, need therapy in the movies and in the books. The werewolves are always noble, like they're always portrayed as extremely noble. Very loyal. They're not freaking psychotic killers. Tell that to Michael Jackson. Okay. I'm talking about Jerry in the romance. Thriller. I'm talking about thriller. I don't even know why I'm talking about this with somebody who's never read any of this stuff. So it doesn't matter. You don't even know what I'm talking about. person in the room who would read this kind of stuff. Well, maybe in the room. But being as these, there are books, there are dozens of authors who are best-selling who write this stuff. Oh, do, do, do you have like, like a werewolf like thing? No. Oh, okay. I like, guys. I like supernatural. You like, I, I like supernatural stuff. Oh, I like that show. <sighs> you, I, but I like supernatural romances, supernatural thrillers. I like fantasy thrillers, okay. fantasy so romances. Let, let's go back a click then. So you like supernatural, right? Were you it, into the Twilight stuff? No, God, no. I got okay. dragged to Twilight by one of my nieces. Oh, yeah. Okay, and so, I sat there the whole time going, "Where the hell is Buffy or Blade when you need them?" I was gonna say, "Did yeah. what about and, Buffy? Did you and like?" I, I, I actually, I actually said in the theater, I actually sat there watching as I'm watching Twilight. I sat there and I go, "Where the hell is Buffy when I need her?" And the woman next to me said, okay, that's my, just what I'm thinking." My, my question is, did you watch the Angel series? Only the first season, and I couldn't. I couldn't get into it. Okay, so that's where you can tell the nerdom of a Buffy uh, person. Not only will they watch Buffy all the way through, they'll watch Angel all I the have, way through I have too, not just watched, because. I have not watched all of Buffy. I have never seen the final three seasons. I've seen all of it many times over. I have never seen... I have all and of it, it wasn't but my I've, fault. I've never seen the final three seasons. Also, the Buffy thing was never my fault, because the only Buffy I've ever seen was the actual movie. With, I love that. with um Swanson, Christy Swanson. And I, I hate Sarah Michelle Geller. So anyways, going back to the werewolf thing, let's just make sure that people realize we're not making fun of people who actually has the werewolf disease where they have the hair and stuff, but they're not actually werewolves. It's like it's just called a werewolf disease, and I can't remember the actual official name of it. Lycanthropy? May I digress from We're not making fun of them. Yeah, digress all over my face. <laughs> oh, I'll make a mess. Don't you worry. Ha! This has gone downhill. Anyhow, going back to that, you like Buffy thing. You said about Sarah Michelle Gellar. What the fuck ever happened to her? She did Scooby Doo, and that was about it. Actually, she's she's in a new series. Um, I saw that there's I saw an ad on Netflix for there's a new there's actually it's a werewolf series. Oddly enough, no, I'm sorry. I I I just I didn't I I saw this ad. It's a werewolf series. And I saw that she's in. I have no idea anything else about it. I just saw the ad on something I was watching. 
Okay. Uh, Back to the Future 4 or Let It Go? Let It Go. Yeah. I don't want... No, they shouldn't do another one. No. So they're talking... They're talking about if it happens, they obviously can't do much with Michael J. because of his condition. Exactly. So the other thing that they were going to do was bring in uh, his son and start another trilogy where the son goes and do a little bit with Doc, but pretty much have the son inherit the car. As somebody and then who he can do his own stuff. As somebody who wasn't a huge um, fan of it, the movie, because I never really saw the movie, it never really gave me much interest. I appreciate the work that Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox did that. I think after three movies, that should be enough. And to bring back it, back a fourth one just for nostalgia's sake and see the the issues that these two men have now in terms of health-wise and aging would be detrimental to the whole um, series. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think the fourth one, I mean, just for the sake of what? Doing it? Yeah. Um, what value is it adding to the franchise? It's not. How does it enhance the story in, in arc fact, in any capacity? In fact, basically what they're doing is because Hollywood has nothing. They have no creative minds anymore. And, and, and everything is it. remakes or additions or the, that's add-ons. What that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to do the passing of the torch for everything, right? Yeah. And so the like the thing. Ghostbusters have already done it. Uh, RoboCop tried to do it. It failed. I heard they were going to redo the original RoboCop with the original actors, but... Uh, we have still yet to see that. Um, but yeah, everything just gets... Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park has been passed on, become but Jurassic World. they did a World. better job with that than they did with some of these other ones. Star Trek even had a reboot. Yeah. Um, I don't really like the Kelvin Timeline reboot because it wrecks a lot of stuff. I, I'm okay with it, but I have a hard time because I keep... Like, wait a minute. No, wait, wait a minute. Oh. Yeah, okay, right, minute. we're on a new timeline. Oh, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, oh, all right. I yeah, you got to reorganize yeah. everything. So then... Uh, Let me go back to the Jurassic Park thing for one second. Okay. The reason I like the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise is because I'm not really there necessarily for the storyline as much as I'm just there for the dinosaurs. Yeah. You give me the dinosaurs, you give me different variety, but yeah, you still let the T-Rex come out as the hero in the end. I'm happy. And that's why I don't like Jurassic Park 3, because he... The T-Rex, she dies right at the beginning. Yeah. And it's the Spino who um, wins and is the not even a hero. It's it's literally the whole movie-long villain for the whole fucking movie. And I'm like, that just kind of wrecked the whole T-Rex thing. Because the T-Rex, even in Jurassic Park 2 Lost World, ends up killing the skeevy lawyer nephew of John Hammond. Yeah. In the end, was and actually, it's the baby one that doesn't. It's well, the first kill, right? Yeah. It was a huge moment. And so, thankfully, when Jurassic World came in, not only did they save the T-Rex for dead last for that final amazing fight scene with Blue against the Indominus, they paired it up so well that you actually were rooting for the T-Rex. You're like, yeah. oh, T-Rex. And then you saw like this triple threat against the Indominus between... Blue, the T-Rex, and the Mosasaur take down this incredible hybrid animal that doesn't actually exist. And it was amazing. Thank it was God. a great fight scene. Yeah. And then they did it again. But but like what I'm Don saying Minion. is like... Uh, Giga. Was it Spielberg that did Back to the Future? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he said uh, when he was asked about it, he said, no, it's a completed story. Yeah. You can't really compromise it anymore just because of the way it's been written it was three movies made 
simultaneously to tie in and out of each other constantly. And that's where my thought is with Back to the Future is that they ended it. To make a fourth one, well, you would have to go back and change part of their timeline and readjust it and And change the story that we know. It gets too messy. Yeah, you're getting really messy there. I don't see how even if you use CGI or if you use a sun and you try to like dress them up with makeup and you know, all the, the things, the tricks, the trickeries of Hollywood, if you want to call it that to piggyback, how, okay. how does it again, add value for me? How does it is compel me enough to want to spend my hard earned money to go and watch that and to buy into that story to piggyback on what Colleen was saying about how they had have to fix the timeline in order to make things make sense. You know what that does? That opens the door for Hollywood to say, oh, you know what? Now we got to redo these movies all over again. Well, It gives them an excuse to fuck up the entire franchise and erase the thing like they do with DC and Marvel all the time. That's what they want a la Star Wars when Disney. Yeah. Let me, jeez. So that's one of the things. I just had a mantrum. Yeah, I had a mantrum because I had a point and people kept cutting me off and then someone replaced my point with that point. So anyways, um... So with the Back to the Future thing, it's a complete storyline. If you mess with their tor- storyline, it'll screw up, right? You pass the torch on to a son or whatever, it still f- feels like you got your dad's action figures. You know what I mean? It, it's dirty it, and scuffed up. It, it's not the same as the original brand new out of the box just for you kind of thing, right? It might be for the newer generations when they're watching the movie first thing in the theaters and stuff like that, but then they won't understand the old stuff unless they go back and watch it, right? So with that, they could have originally written Back to the Future to be massively expansive. There's so much they could add to that. It it could go on and on because they even had a cartoon of Back to the Future. But the same... Yeah, yeah, they did. I remember it. Yeah. But then it comes back to the Star Wars where they're like, okay, we want to add to this timeline. Well, instead of adding to the timeline what the fans already knew to be true in canon, Disney's like, oh, well, we're just going to make up everything brand new and get rid of all the old stuff that happened before. That's because the one thing we have to look at, mainstream-wise, and I'm not trying to make excuses, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Mainstream-wise, with people like myself, not like Colleen or you, who have followed the canon through the books and everything. A lot of us don't know that. So instead of sticking to that, which are probably great stories, I'm not going to deny it. I wouldn't mind actually reading some of them. Um, But instead of sticking with that, they're making it easier, or they think they're making it easier to follow. But in the reality is, they're pissing off their main audience. And that's Colleen and Matt and the types of people who are Star Wars Because you got lazy. That's because they got lazy. See, so and I'll say this for sure: Luke Skywalker did not die in those last three mo- movies. No, he was murdered, and he was murdered by Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Well, okay. So here, I'm sorry. I'm just going back to Back to the Future. Actually, Back to the Future was actually written as only one movie, and it did so well that they they were like they were like, wait a minute. We need to write more. So they went back to it and they were like, okay, we'll write two more and we'll do them simultaneously. So they did that. In order to write another one, they are going to have to go back and be like, wait a minute, the DeLorean's been destroyed and Doc has a steam-powered 
locomotive time machine. At the end of the third one. Yeah. So it's like, so how do you do this now? So they're going to have to rewrite it all. It's like. Uh, oh, they'll just use a No, no. So at the end of the last movie, Doc took his time train. Yeah. And went to do his own thing with his own yeah. family, right? Yeah. The DeLorean was destroyed when Marty got back. Yeah. Right? So it, it's gone. The only thing you could do is since Doc is still around in the story timeline that we have. Have Doc make a new one. Have Doc make a new one. Yeah. And I don't believe he actually said it specifically had to be a DeLorean. No. All he said was he just thought if you were going to make a time machine in a car, you might as well do it with some style. Yes. Is all he said. He yeah. didn't say it was because of specifically the uh, aluminum or not the aluminum, the um, stainless steel uh, body. Yeah. That's why they don't rust is because they're actually stainless steel yeah. like your cutlery. Now, and as for the Star Wars, the the stupid thing with that is that Disney lost its prime money audience in terms of the people who would buy things, buy the figures, buy the merchandise, because the collectors, the people who were really big into the franchise were the ones who knew the canon, yes. who wanted, they wanted a Mara Jade. They wanted a, wanted a Jason, a Jaina, so, yeah, and Anakin. So they, bad. They wanted a, a Ben. They wanted, Do you know what I wanted? I wanted to see Luke's school. Oh That's God, so all did I. I. Wanted. I wanted to see Luke's school. I wanted to see. I wanted to see Luke's school. Jason, Jaina. I wanted to. Oh, I wanted Mara. Oh. You had the novels, Disney. All you had to do was follow the story arc exactly. from the beginning to the end. And you didn't have to reinvent the wheel. And they went so far outside the box, it's terrible. Like, they just buried it. The other thing that got me when I watched um, Seven, so, and I'm sorry, They're because I've actually phone. only seen... John dropped his phone. I've only seen Seven. I haven't seen Eight oh, and Nine. Nice. So, Seven was... Um, what was it? Um, it's the one where we're first, it's the first one that Disney did. Anyway, I honestly felt like I was watching A New Hope. Sorry, I had a brain fart. Which movie? Oh, the seventh, seventh. Star Wars it was, episode. It was the first, it was, it was the first one Disney did. I felt like I was watching A New Hope. We open up on a desert planet with a person on yeah. a desert planet. And then we go to this, like, <laughs> there was, there were no new vehicles. Well, did you hear the, the interview with Mark Hamill? And he's like uh, an orphan growing up with in yeah. the middle of a desert, yeah. you know, fending for himself, meets a wise person and or no, finds a droid. Exactly. That's carrying files Gee. and then meets a mentor, which takes them on a journey. Yeah. And if you also look, uh, that's. Uh, Harry Potter is Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I, you, but the you thing knew is, that, right? But, it's the same story. But the thing is, that's that's actually, that is the standard hero's quest that yes. we use in many things. Yes. Oh, it's but such a it, trope. It's great. It really was like like watching A New You're Hope. The You're the greatest Jedi of life. Real original, J.K. Rowling. Real original. Oh, do you want to know? Okay. I'm sure, Maybe you guys already know well, this. I got my mind blown the other day. Watch oh. something on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Wet afterwards. Oh, bite me. Um, hey, hey, hey. Okay. 
So I was watching this thing on YouTube, and maybe someone else knows this. Maybe they they maybe you guys figured this one out, but I hadn't noticed this. Well, so, we probably wouldn't because we're not into that kinky shit like you are. Okay, so on Return of the Jedi, yeah, um, I gotcha. Luke and Vader's final fight. Yeah, and Vader goes. As Luke's climbing the stairs, Vader's blow him, and Vader goes, Obi-Wan has taught you well. Yeah. All right? Right before he Right, right before, and, and, uh, and then Luke wins. Go back to episode three. Obi-Wan and Anakin are fighting, and Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan is like, you've already lost Anakin, I have the high ground. Luke had the high ground. Obi Wan taught oh. Luke to take the, the high, high ground. ground. Vader was like, Obi Wan taught you well. Because he you took, took the, the high, high ground. ground. Yeah. I saw that little. I saw this clip on YouTube, and I'm like, I never flip and notice that. I literally, yeah. my mind was blown. Well, I was like, back, I understand that. I was like, my mind was just blown. Back to the future. The Cubbies winning the World Series. Yeah. It was only off by one year. Really? Yeah. Wow. As somebody who is not a huge Star Wars Simpsons fan, Simpsons like, and Trump. As somebody who's not a huge Star Wars fan, like like Matt and Colleen are Colleen is, but who enjoys the movies and I like them. I pick them over Star Trek anytime. I enjoyed all of the movies except for one. Um, I don't know. I just couldn't get the kid was creepy. Anyways, um, I didn't mind the Disney ones, but like I said, I wasn't as invested in the storylines like you guys were with the books and the canon. But I think. At the same time, there's a slight disappointment because from being with Colleen for three decades and being with Matt for a decade, I look at it this way. I've gotten so many little pieces of staples of those storylines that I'm like, well, where's that? Why didn't this happen? And I did have questions of my own. And when Matt said he really wanted a Mara Jade, he wanted it so bad he named her boy cat Mara Jade before we found out it, she was a he and he became a Kylo Ren. <laughs> See, like, I can say this as someone who has invested their time and their money into this. And it, as a true fan, to me, it pisses me off because, like, it was right there. You know, it wasn't really hard for them yeah. to kind of come and, back to it. It would have pleased everybody. We're invested in this. Like, this yeah. is yeah. something that. You know, as a collector, as someone who's a passionate fan, it was a bit of a slap in the face oh, moment. And I do agree with that. Yeah. I absolutely agree with yeah. that. And it's not like it would be the first time somebody would take a book and adapt it. Yeah. It wouldn't be. No. So, and it could have elongated the story even longer because no, there's so many of them. Right now, I actually feel that I like Star Trek more than I like Star Wars. I can't ever say that because I don't like Star Trek at all. Although but, my weird knowledge the, of Next Generation is scary. The reason I feel that <laughs> is you. because, like, to me, yeah, Disney's trying to expand the Star Wars universe and give us more content. I get that. The first. Hold, hold on, let me finish for holy shit on a stick. Um, so watching the movies, you know, I like the first six that came out. Same. Um, a lot of people were poo-pooing on the first six. I'm like, okay, fine. Don't Whatever. The first six. You Those can, are the OGs. Yeah, but, but they weren't even counting the newer three of the, right? So they didn't like one, two, and three. They're like, no, that's not Star Wars. I'm like, no, this is the old Republic. We're not there yet, people. This is a different time period, yeah. you know? And then they did the last three. And I didn't hate these last three with Ray and them. But 
they took too many liberties. They added too many holes. There, there's too many questions. None of it was tied up. This, the plot line doesn't make sense. Like you're saying, the even people, in that last episode, there was more questions than there was answers, and that's yeah. where they ended it. Like yeah. it made no sense. And it's I like, agree. who are her parents? Oh, it was Palpatine. Okay, why? Yeah, we're just gonna vaguely mention it and just let you figure it out. And it's yeah. like, no, no, you that's guys. That's not are, how a movie works. That's no. lazy fucking script writing. So then, the reason I like Star Trek better is because. Yes, the original series is long and over. There's almost nobody left alive from that old cast, knock on wood, because of uh, Shatner. And Takai. And Takai. Oh, my. Um, can I just say something right now? You've already done this podcast of Star Trek versus Star Wars. But but that's what I'm saying, is that the reason that I prefer the other one over is because like you don't need necessarily the old cast you can just start a new ship in a new timeline yeah. or at the same time mm. with a different captain a different crew and all the rest and contain you on you don't have to pass the torch you can just go yeah you could skip forward to 300 years a thousand yeah. years yeah. just no. have a blast you could have it at the same time as Picard and we just yeah. didn't see this Starting, well, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah it doesn't matter yeah you could just oh okay this is a ship in another quadrant yeah yeah, yeah. So then Sarah's got some really weird nerd glasses on, and if they were a little bit nerdier, you might even say it's Clark Kent, so I'm kind of wondering I'm going if for Jessica act- Day from New Girl? Like, jeez. Jessica Day from New Girl? Well, my bangs aren't right, because they're too long. But um, You're too smart for I Jessica wanted to, Day. I wanted to talk a little bit about wrestling, just a little bit. What so, kind? So Edge, Edge. Our, our Toronto's own, our beloved Canadian boy, Edge, is finally retiring like. in August in Toronto at SmackDown. Um, we're lucky we got him back for the last three years yeah. in the first place. And this time he's actually retiring on his own accord. plan, on his own accord, not yeah. just because of medical reason. Yes. So if anybody out there wants to gift me free tickets to the Toronto show where Edge retires, I need three tickets at least so I can take my daughter and my husband. Please, Hi, I'm the husband. Please, please let me know if you can get me free tickets because I got to see Edge's retirement speech last time. And that was memory, like that was a big memory for me. Um, and I don't want to miss this one either because Edge is Edge is my man, and I know that because I married his lookalike <laughs> and his soundalike. Not when you do that face. Not when you do that face. And you need to tap my ass more because he taps Beth's ass with his hand all the time on live TV. That, that's what I'm saying. You don't let me touch it. No, you can touch my bum, just not when we're. Mm-mm. I, I someone, walk by, give me a little left up. I'm all right with that. I knew someone who used to have a paddle that had a heart cut into it. So when they got a smack on the ass, it left a little heart-shaped well. You meant you met it left a heart on? Yeah. It left a heart on. Actually, I think it, that's what it was saying on the side of it, leave a heart on. Oh yeah. So anyways, is that, is that a technical term? My 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 story of this is that I I I really wish that I could go to the Toronto show to see Edge retire, but we're saving for a house right now, so it's not really plausible financially. Um, but I will accept gifts. Um, I am easily bribed. Um, <laughs> no, I won't <laughs> suck dick for anybody because I don't even do it for my husband. Before he says it, I thought I would just say it. There you go. Um, but yeah, it's just because Edge is. I don't know. I think it's Edge has been a big part of my life for like almost twenty something years. Edge, so. is, Edge is awesome. Yeah, and he's. A Canadian boy, yeah, like he's it's ours, he's right? like one of ours. He's yeah. he's so great and he's so funny and he's a good wrestler. He, Honest question, great. girls, Matt. Even if you want to chime in, given the choice, Bret Hart or Edge? Edge for what? Wrestling? Yeah, in in terms of like who for you, 
if you're given the choice, like you had to go either way, who's the best Canadian wrestler in your opinion? Bret Hart oh, or Edge? Okay. Okay, let's let's break this down. Okay. Actually, right. sorry, that's rude because Chris Jericho deserves an honorable mention as well. There's a lot of honorable be- mentions that we so can discuss. Best Are we yeah. best male? Best. Yeah, sorry, okay. because I don't want to crap on Trish because Trish, Trish will always Trish Trish will always be number one in my books. But yeah. no, best male Canadian wrestler. So here's here's <laughs> I want to put him in the wrestling category, but I know, I know. Um, I'm gonna say for wrestling. Um, style Bret Hart has a traditional technician style of wrestling as well as submissions but his character was always different it was very dry and if you take Edge and everything that he's done and all the barriers that he has broken I have to go with Edge because not only is his storytelling more emotional even as a, he did more heel work, he did more babyface work. He equally, like he equaled it out. He had a tougher time. He came back from a devastating injury after having three neck surgeries. Um, he's managed. Hey man, he's a rated R superstar, baby. He's, he's he's just managed to do so much in a smaller time frame. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Bret Hart because I do adore Bret Hart and I do love the Hart family. I have a lot of respect for them. I should know this because I visited Owen's grave. Um, you know, I just don't want to say like, yeah, Edge overcame a lot of injuries, but Brett had his own health challenges as well, and, oh, and the loss of his brother. That. Like, I mean, he had his, a lot to overcome himself. I'm not, I'm not downplaying Brett's adverse adversity or anything like that, but I'm just saying that they're also very two different decades and two very different genres of wrestling. That they, they, their paths don't match, so they're very, they're great in their own right. And same with Jericho. Jericho yeah. bridges that gap. Yeah. One thing I was going to say is that I know with with Edge, there's a lot of versatility there. Like he's done uh, ladders, cages, oh, tag tags. Yeah. He's done so many different types. Yes. Um, like he is so versatile. And I'm not saying Brett isn't, but it, it is a very different era. Like Like Edge was part of the late attitude era the the attitude era you can't even like i i hate i hate saying this is you know because i used to be such a wrestling purist but i can't even stomach watching the stuff now that's on i really don't like it it just doesn't do anything for me and i I hate saying this because i'm just like sound like i'm piling on but john cena for me as soon as i saw that donkey come on the tv i'm like click it's off that's how i feel about john cena um let's let's look this way right i'm slurry my words i understand i I know who my favorite canadian wrestler is Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman. Okay, that doesn't count. Um, the thing is, is with Edge, you bring up a huge point with the whole versatility thing because, but you also have to look at it back when Brett was at the height of his career and his in his height and at his peak, they didn't have exactly. all those gimmick matches either. Yeah. If you were to put him on the same level as Edge in the same time and at the same age, I would imagine Brett would probably do some of those matches, but I don't see him being involved in tag team ladder matches or TLC yeah. matches. Um, I don't even see him going through a flaming ta- table on fire with Mick Foley and getting involved with barbed wire because I think he's smart that way, but I th- I'm not downplaying Edge's intelligence because I know he's very intelligent. Um, I see Edge doing it in a way like 
this is how I'm entertaining my fans. This well, is what they want. This is what I'll give them. It's because you have to push it that envelope constantly. Yeah. And if right? you have the right person, it's like a dance partner. Your opponent across the ring from you is what makes you great as well. So you have to look at the standards of opponents. When you look at Edge, Edge's opponents versus Bret Hart's opponents, Edge's opponents are a lot different. They're a lot more brutal. They're a lot different. Where Brett was facing Hakushi and Doink the Clown and Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Like, it's not the same as facing Matt Hardy or Mankind or Mick Foley or Undertaker or Triple H. Speaking of, like, you just hit the nail on the head, like, Taker, the staying power of Taker. And you think about, like, the streak and the evolution evolution of the podcast. And Mark, and like, credit to Mark if you ever hear this, man, like, huge fan, love your work your career was a story in itself absolutely and 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 his loyalty yeah and what you did for the business what you did for us the fans of the sport um like man you're the reason i turned on the tv every night uh like for real and you know just to speak about taker and the work that he did and the development of his character and how much he just lived it breathed it like was really just committed to the craft when you think about how many guys he worked and how many guys he helped like push and like how many careers he built um hi so just um so i was a hulkamaniac brother oh get out of here go the doors out but but after that i was taker all the way um yeah so anyways my birthday's coming up at the end of the month i will accept those tickets as a birthday present oh go sit down can i ask a question you're not you haven't even said anything about wordpress but you've been selfish enough to i will get to wordpress no i just did too late you missed it so, can I ask a question here? Nope. At the risk of being controversial. Oh, God you forbid. The CB Canadian word? Mm, Canadian no, bacon. no, no. Um, I was so definitely thinking the, bacon. The question that I have is, and I could be very wrong on this because my knowledge of wrestling is definitely not what your guys' is. That's right. Um, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> Um, one thing that I think of when I think of, of Bret Hart, I remember how um, the the his upset and issues sure, that he had mind. with what happened yeah, with him in the WWE. Um, um, yeah, I think. Okay, so and and I'm talking the screwdriver. I'm talking the screwdriver, and mm. I'm thinking I I don't know that. Edge didn't have, there wasn't anything that he had anything like that. No. No. So Edge has been with the WWE since the beginning. He's never, his loyalties have never uh, strayed. But the thing is, he also didn't have the relationship with Vince McMahon that Brett did. Right. So Brett had that extra level of betrayal. Yes. Where obviously the decision to take the title off of him when he was willing to drop it the next night before going to WCW. Was a kick in the balls. And yes. you kind of can't blame him for that. And the one thing that he he took to maybe a little bit to the extreme was the bitterness that he carried for years against Vince and Sean. And even though him and Sean already had a very skewed relationship and Sean was not the same person Let's as be honest. Today. Publicly, I think he had to say the right thing and bite his tongue. I don't think there was ever a part of him that forgot either one of them did that to him and forgave them. Oh, I don't think so either. He just, you can tell by his face sometimes that yeah. there's, oh, yeah. I, 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 I forgive you, 
but I'm not going to forget. Yeah. You know, and nobody's going to let him forget. And let's be honest, there is a huge distinction between the two. What, Sean and No, forgiving and forgetting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's certain people, and I won't name names, that have done things to me regarding people I care about or said things (laughs) years ago, like almost two decades ago, that I will never forget, and I'm not even 100% sure I've forgiven. Cool. You know? And even though I can say, okay, I've, I've forgiven them, but I've not forgotten... And no. I will never forget. You mad, bro? Oh, yeah. I'm still mad. What are we talking about? I can't say it on air. I'll tell you. Outside. Then why bring it up? I'm just saying. He's brought the whole, there's a yeah. distinction between forgiving and forgetting. And there, it's not really big. Yeah, don't, big get, don't get dark on us. There, like, uh, we were talking about. I can, I can forgive them. Like, I can forgive them, but I won't forget. Just for context, for anyone who is like Matt, just kind of like a lazy Susan brain, just circling back around. Uh, we're talking about Sean Michaels and Vince McMahon screwing over Bret Hart, um, and whether or not publicly he said, "You know, I forgive them," and you know, oh. I'm ready to let bygones be bygones and move on. But I said to Sarah and Colleen, "There's no way in my heart. Yeah, you can say that you forgive them, but you'll never forget it happened, and that in le- leads to the fact that it okay. leaves an indelible mark. I can honestly say right now that I forgive Colleen for throwing that notepad at me and hitting me in the eye 20 years ago or 25 years ago. Sure as didn't forget ago. it, did you? And I, but I've not forgotten it. But you I totally never. forgive it. I just bring it up well, randomly well, to make her feel guilty because it's funny. Sarah. never, ever let me forget that, Sarah. will you? I forgive you for about 10 years ago saying, you, you, get off the fucking couch. It's going over the fucking railing because Taker lost the streak. That, that wasn't quite 10 years ago. That was like nine years wait, ago. Wait, wait, wait. I thought wait, you were going to bring wait, up the wait, fact wait, that I wait, rolled wait, your wait, arm wait, up stop. in the car window. Can, can, can we, you'd get it afterwards. Can, can, can we, hold on a second, hold on a second. So I just want to, you know, cut it again, Mark in the streak, dude. You threw a couch out the front window no, of your house? No, I threatened. So oh, okay. my niece Caitlin. I mean, I, I know a lot of people Steve, that lost their shit though. My buddy Steve, Colleen, and Caitlin were sitting on the couch. Fucking Brock Lesnar pins Taker, and Taker's out, and he loses, breaking the streak. I was so pissed. I'm like, "You bitches, get off my fucking couch! It's going over the fucking balcony." I was so mad. I'm like, "Get off my couch!" I was even picking up the end of it, yeah. and, and Matt's and like, "You, you no. just don't understand. This isn't like, oh yeah, over the second floor. No, fifteen floors." Floor. Yeah. She had, she had said if if Taker loses Somebody the couch goes back. out the window because she had said if Taker loses the couch goes out the window and it was and when he lost it was like it's gone get it's getting couch, it's it's going going and window. we're like we're like Sarah no no stop it it ain't moving no. after that the Mardi Gras beads didn't mean fuck all no did the they? Mardi Gras beads meant nothing but may I just so say you loved your neighbors after that if I had thrown that couch out the window we wouldn't have River. <laughs> The baby maker. That escalated quickly. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, but yeah. If I had thrown that couch over the railing, we wouldn't have River because that's where we made her. So would you ever get your clit, your clit pierced? That's not the couch you're sitting on, is it? No, no. Okay, good. Good to know. No, I would never get that pierced. No. Absolutely you, fucking why not. Why would you fucking mm. ask that? Well, something to do. It's exotic. Yeah, you go, you, no. no. There's only one person who's Are you, you going to get your dick pierced? 
There's only one person? Is that a serious question? Yeah. Not No, there's not a snowball's chance in hell. That then I've... why would we get our clip pierced? I was just inquiring. I didn't say you had to. Oh, okay. I thought you said, well, why wouldn't you? So there's only two people who's allowed to go down there. My doctor, because he has to inspect my engine. And Matt, so he can lube my engine. Because I paid for it. <laughs> you pay for it. Maintenance is the key, girls. Yes. You know, spit I'm goes along. Do you know how many nerves are in that area? Spit. Like, you never have to like, spit. no, there, there's no, no, no needles going the through clits, that thing. The female dick. Yeah, so, exactly. It's like, yeah, like I get it. Yeah. No, I don't want my thing. <laughs> I, I understand your point of view. I but now suddenly don't want Andrew the Undertaker to hear this podcast. There, there are. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Hi guys, if you are listening, Sarah's number is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Finn Balor. We haven't even talked about Mick, and he was the nicest to us. Oh my god! Okay, that's true. Mick. She hasn't talked about him because he doesn't have any teeth. No, he does. He's got well, his teeth. He Mick puts is, him in when he needs to. You can't be mean to Mick. Mick is a saint. So, Mick is awesome. I'm not telling everything because it's nobody's business. That's right. Right. So Mick Foley and I contacted each other on on Twitter, and we discussed some things, and he became. Very open to, to certain discussions, which I already talked to John that we're not going to discuss here tonight. Um, but he was very open to about educating himself about some of these topics. And I was very open about educating him about some of these topics. And if I may say, uh, Mick, if you ever do hear this, Sarah only speaks incredibly highly of you and what a class act guy you are. And, you know, teeth jokes aside, your career in itself and just the kind of guy you are, how you carry yourself um, and the kindness that you exuded. To my friends, honestly, dude, class act. He is. Um, and the fact that I was able to have a very long, intelligent conversation with somebody who's virtually a stranger to me, and as I'm definitely a stranger to him, and have him so open-minded about things, um, that we we were graced the honor to, to join him for a meal after a visit to Hamilton at a Comic-Con couple years ago or a few years ago and it was it was a great time to be able to sit down with the man Mick Foley not the wrestler Mick Foley and see and listen to him talk about um everything that he like he loves and appreciates the people who he respects the the charities that he supports the one thing I'll never forget him saying like okay so that night I was in horrible shape I had thrown my neck out so if you've ever done that any slight movement in any direction is agony on a stick. So I was still trying to be pleasant and make conversation with Mick. And I'm like, Mick, you know, when you went through that cage and over the, like off, even off the top of the cage the first time, right? Yeah. I thought you were dead. And he's like, yeah, so did Mark. And yeah. if you watch documentaries now, and Mark now openly says Mark he thought he like, killed yeah, him. Yeah, I thought I killed a man that night, and yeah. and then all of a sudden Mick gets up, and not only gets up, but climbs back to the top and goes through the middle of the damn Again. thing. Yeah, and not like, and also, um, people who might not know the small tidbit is that Undertaker had a broken foot that night and was still climbing on top of the cage, and. We we had oh my god managed, I can do it I can yeah. barely walk when my foot falls asleep let alone be broken. Oh yeah, that's bad. So yes, anyways, so if anybody ever out there has a chance to meet Mick Foley, just let let you know that he is the kindest man. Pick your times. If he's out with his family, leave him alone. If he's at a comic con, 
go up to him, say thank you so much for everything that you've done and the kindness because you are one of the kindest person on this planet. <laughs> and um, yeah, because he's just he's just genuine human being who has so much room in his heart that it's unbelievable. And you look at what he's done in the ring and you're like, how is this man as kind as he is and giving as he is? Because his work as a Santa Claus for charity and going to people's houses to give presents to kids who don't have much. You can't give away mixed you, secrets. I got in trouble for that at dinner. All right. Sorry. Oops. You I'm can't. just saying, though, that he's he makes sure that everybody has something, you know? Nick, the jig's up. We're sorry. We screwed up. He's one of Santa's biggest elves. I, I think he actually is. What, Santa or yeah. the biggest elf? No, I think he actually is Santa. Why has he been retired for so long? Because he's been busy with Christmas. With the world being as messed up as it is, all we got left is Christmas. Um. Also, I want people. Yes. That ruined the seriousness of this moment. I want people to look up his charity called Rain. Um. It's R A I I N. Um. I might post if I remember, and I'm sober enough to remember. I'll post a link to it on our Facebook page. Thanks. It's a. It's a rape crisis line, for Christ's sakes. People, grow up. All right, I'm done. The, I, you know, it's interesting. Some of the celebrities that you meet, like, some are amazing. Um, Some are... Dicks. Dick. Looking yeah. at you, Burt Ward. Um, Shawn Michaels. I, I, Nichelle Nichols was absolutely oh, amazing. She, she was, like, one of the best. Will you guys grow up? Due to technical difficulties, we're going to have to cut it there, ladies and gentlemen. But if you're interested in any more Mystery Mac content, you can check out our Facebook page, which has links to our WordPress. I believe there's a link to the Buy Me A Coffee account. We also have Instagram, Twitter, and I also have a channel on YouTube. Uh, on YouTube, if you search for Mystery Matt, you'll get a guy looking through mystery boxes. So uh, look for, like, Mystery Matt Arc. Or something like that. I play a lot of video games over there. So if you're interested in that stuff, you can check that out. We got a couple board games over there as well that we've played. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take it easy. <laughs>